right. Shall we start? Yeah, welcome to the recording studio, mate. Hello. It's great to be in the recording studio. It's nice to see your face, Holly. Yeah. It's the first in-person podcast that we've done. Yeah, and it's a bit weird, though, seeing you sort of sat opposite me. But it's nice. It's good to see you. Yeah, you've got a pint. I've got water. I'm driving. You're not. Yep. Benefits of having your own home recording shed. I mean, it's a high-quality recording studio. Yeah. Uh, In many ways, the... Similar to the acoustics of the Sydney Opera House, I think. Yeah, well, that was what we thought about when we did it. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Sydney Opera House has got railings, a bike, old golf clubs, deck chairs, etc. in it. Um, fly, alongside the fly, fly mo and a strimmer. And a boogie um, board. Well, maybe a boogie board might be in the yeah. Sydney Opera House somewhere. Dead in the acoustic, it's all right. Yeah, exactly. No, it's great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, good to have you here, mate. So, um, you didn't play at the weekend. No, I didn't play. Uh, was it a 30th in London? So I I didn't play, uh, and they well they lost anyway. They probably would have lost if I was playing anyway. Mm. Um, no, so but it's good to have a break from cricket because you're getting you're getting your own head with cricket, don't you? You play, you, you have a couple of good games. You have one bad game, and then cricket's over. Yeah, it's like, you... I'm I'm rubbish. Can't play cricket. Bowl like a drain. Are you need more? A week off. You need a week off when you've played a bit at sort of quite a good level but you think oh I might taper off next week I don't fancy a low score or a bad bad game or are you one of those that think uh, or if you're playing badly you think just want the next game to get out of the fall or you know I want a break because I'm crap and I <laughs> just want to like reset the latter think, yeah the latter I bowled like a drain but then I had a net in the week bowled well again because it was flat mm. everything in Tunbridge was is flat <laughs> As soon as I go to a ground with any kind of incline, no. Not used to it. No. Horse for, horse for course. I need, to, I need to re-acclimatise. Maybe I'll put some like um, insoles in my shoes that make it feel like I'm running uphill or something to train for the village grounds. Yeah, so a bit like those people that run with ankle weights and things like that. Yeah. You're going to run, yeah. run in with a slopey shoe. Yeah, or maybe I could just run in with sand, sand down half your spikes. I was gonna think like those, you know, those uh, like the platform shoes that the Spice Girls used to wear. Yeah, like just get some trainers with really thick soles and just wear one of the really thick soles, so you like running on a. Well, you just run in a big circle. (laughs) You run up quietly. Yeah, yeah. It'd give you a good curvature. And thought of that. Maybe I might swing the ball a bit more though. Could could aid the swing. So depending on which shoe I wear. Depend if I bowl in duckers or exactly. little away. It might drifters. give it away to the batsman if you swap your shoes. <laughs> if I'm middle, running in circles. circles. Yeah, lads, just for the fifth <laughs> ball, I'm going to swap shoes for um, One of the more obvious tells that I'll have seen. I heard you went all right in your game. Yeah, we won. Yes! Yes! We won a game um, for just the second time this season. The first win that I've been involved with, with the first. We won the game that I played in the twos. Um... Yeah, we did. We did very well. We were beating a team that just got relegated from the division above. They, they were sort of obviously, I think earmarked to go back up. Um, they have one of the best keepers I've ever seen at this level. Um, but we won, and we're very very happy about it. Um, so much so that we got very well a little bit inebriated at a couple of pubs afterwards, um, and watched finals day afterwards. Um, so we won, and then got to watch Somerset. I wouldn't say romp. <laughs> it was certainly a bit tense. 
Um, but pints went everywhere when Golda Cadmore took that catch. It was great. Finals day is just one of the best days. It's we've yeah. been once and have we only been once? I've yeah, gone, gone twice. We've been once mm-hmm. and it was loose. I think I've been five times. That doesn't day. surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I've done twice in that place where we sat in the pavilion. Yep, where we got told off for talking. By that. Do you remember that? Oh about, yes, I'd forgotten that. After about six hours, this bloke sort of turned around to us and went, "Oh, thank God, you two have finally been quiet." And so that's revved us up for the next four hours. Um, to be fair, I can understand. I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he'll be a listener. <laughs> mm. um, considering mm. the, the chat. The prelude to this podcast was basically that day at finals day. Yeah. Um, however many years ago, seven or eight years ago. Um, but yeah, I've been been twice there and then three times thinking the Hollies. Um, it is, it is, it I is, love the Hollies. It is a lot more fun in the Hollies. Yeah. It's very, very fun in there. Um, See, the giraffe won the mascot race. Oh, I feel so bad for Stumpy. He's been training all year and Lanky... Also, Stewards Inquiry on Lanky's start. Yeah, it's massive, massive first false start. And also, the Essex Eagle has had some serious sort of aerodynamic equipment fitted to his suit. He's much more slimmed down than he has been previously, and came in a. Came you reckon in they take it pretty surprising. seriously? Stump, Stumpy on the Somerset Instagram has been training. It's it's so. If if listeners haven't seen it, the Somerset Instagram videos of stumpy training it's like him coming into the gym with a picture of alfred the gorilla from gloucester sort of stakes <laughs> up on the wall and him just like staring at it doing like bench press and stuff it's, it's absolutely excellent so he was he had a poor performance stumpy I don't know if he was carrying an injury but he, he was he was poor this year did you see it a few years ago where the mascot who was winning and they were warming up i guess for the final or do they do it between the semi-finals um, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter do which it. game it was. But yeah. he, they uh, they had uh, a net on the outfield, and I think it might have been the Viking. He was miles in the lead. He or Vin, she was Vinny the Viking. Miles in the lead, and um, then just clotheslined himself on some of the guide ropes for the for I, the net. I was there. <laughs> I was I was there. Did you for see that it? One. Yeah. He was so far in front, and then we were in the hollies, and so obviously it really boots off in the hollies for the mascot race, and he um he yeah just clotheslines the perfect words folded in half, <laughs> and the net fell down as well. Yeah. didn't it? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember him getting getting catapulted <laughs> over the thing. I think that was when Alfred started his winning streak. Does Alfred win every year? Alf- Alfred's won twice when I've been there. I'm pretty sure. Alfred probably runs ultramarathons in his Al- spare time. Alfred's, he, Alfred gets to wear trainers, though. So it's kind of, he does. Mm. Have you seen that big pig that's got no... There's just sort of there's a couple of mascots that just aren't involved with cricket at all. What? They're just there for like a comedy factor. And it's Which county like a, has a pig? Well, it's not a county one. It's just this random... Per, they just dress up a mascot in a big, impossible-to-move pig outfit. So they've managed to do about 20 metres by the time the race is finished. They just plod around. They usually get someone to come and hold its hand and walk it around. What, um, just, just to sacrifice for abuse to the Hollies? It's basically just there for abuse. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's there for. Maybe it's there for a charity or something. Nice. But it's, it's, t- it's, it's All in the name it's, of good fun. It just looks ridiculous. Yeah. It's about nine foot tall. This enormous head. Um, anyway, your game at the weekend... Yeah, no mascot races. No mascot races at the weekend. But um, a win. But a win and a very strong wind again. 
another windy weekend in I Cornwall. heard it was gusty. It was, yeah, it was supposed to be, I think, average wind was somewhere between 25 and 30 mile an hour with gusts of up to 44. Um, but it wasn't coming across the ground, it was going straight down. Yep. Um, so we won the toss and decided to bowl first because it's been raining all week. and We had the cover on, but we don't have like a hover cover, we've only got a little tarpaulin. Like an Aussie style tarp. Yeah, I mean it's quite it's okay. It was quite funny when we were putting it on like uh, during a rain break in the game. One of the lads like threw a peg to someone else and just went straight through the shit. Oh, no. oh no! Did he get fined for that? Um, I must should have. hope so. He must have. That's horrendous. It was so funny. Just like plonk straight in. There. <laughs> um, but yes. so there's just a little. There's a little hole. It's only a little tent, little tent hole. Oh, okay. There are a few little holes of <laughs> dampness. Um, but yeah, so we thought, oh, we'll bowl first. And then after, and then the first over, our sort of gun opening bowler said, oh, I'll bowl from a normal end. Even though it's coming at the wind, I'll bowl from a normal end. Mm. Uh, his first four balls wide. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> he doesn't bowl wide a lot. He bowled four wide first up. And we were like, well, I did say don't bowl from that. Maybe. Anyway. Um, and after a couple of overs, he was like, I'm blowing. And the vice captain got grumpy and said, uh, you know, so why are we? Why did we choose to bowl first? This is stupid. Um, and, you know, me and a couple of others had sort of talked the skipper into bowling. Um, and he was like, what's going on? So the, our opener had enough after his third over. So I came on. Um, and I think I got a wicket in my second over. And then he chirped up quite a bit, the VC, after I got another one. Um, I think they were 68 or 70 for eight. We got them and then they ended up getting one three five. So we let them get away a little bit. Who end. did some tail order, tail end biffing then? Uh, their number 10 got 20 odd, I think. Okay. We did bowl 30 odd wides, but that... And a lot of that. But four was, of those was from the opening bowler. First over, he bowled. A, he bowled an eleven ball first over. Our opener. So and he normally he wouldn't bowl. He bowls first ones. up as well, doesn't he? Yeah. First, so first the over. first what the first four balls of the game were all were wide. All wide. <laughs> <laughs> I was at first slip, and the first ball nearly would have hit me on the left knee if the keeper hadn't come across and taken it. But he, doesn't he bowl in swing? Yeah. But so, but he bowl, he, he oh, was it, it to a left hander? He can bowl whatever he wants. Really, he's he's got he's got right. the skills. Um, he's played sort of um, Hampshire and Kent Prem. So yeah, he's, he's oh, I know. Good, yeah, he's good. Good, good yeah. player. Yeah. Um, but he um, yeah, so that was bad. And then yeah, so I sort of then we we slowed it down because of the wind, um, and and so sort of went through them a bit. But yeah, they had a bit of a biff towards the end, um, and then. We, so one, what they get one, one, one three, one three five, but they managed to stay in till forty overs. Um, slow a, scoring. That's rate. a yeah. Considering the wind assist, it was a slow scoring rate. Um, so Did they not think to target the short or the relatively short straight well, with the wind? Yeah, I thought they'd do that off me because yeah. I was bowling off breaks into this ridiculous wind. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised it made down the other end. Well, fortunately for me, it seemed to turn all of my would-be full tosses into good length balls. Hmm. Um, so it, I don't know, but the, I think, you know, when I batted, I just used the wind a couple of times and hit. Just go well as long as I get a decent bit of timing on it. As long as it goes up in the air, it's just going to go. Just a little chip. Just a little chip, and it's yeah. going to go. Oh, lift it. Yeah, go on. Yeah, exactly. Did hit one into the nursing home. Um, did hit did hit the nursing home, which I was quite pleased with, but it wouldn't have gone for six on an all day. Just got caught in the wind. Um, 
and then yeah um so then we we uh, had a we got to sort of 80 odd i think we were 70 odd for none we were 88 for one and then the rain came they were very reluctant to go back out after the rain but we oh, just went classic. And stood out there like no classic we're playing yeah we're gonna keep going like 55 um, needed yeah and not going back out and yeah. then we were like no we're going back out yeah um so yeah we knocked it off in about 20 i think 21 overs um which is all right that's good hmm? how many down four down and how many runs did you score so i got 76 now and what were the scores from the other batters um i know that the other opener got 11 yep um so he contributed a lot to that opening partnership yep. 70 odd um and then there was like a two a two i think a seven and then the last guy the number six was like four not out Mm. Um, very funny with the, the the number six came in and we needed five to win and I sort of clipped it through so let's say short cow but all along the floor like a little sort of leg leg side clip right through there on the floor <laughs> yeah ran out to the boundary because it'd been raining it didn't go yeah. it was an easy three and he said to me when he came out to bat oh my hammy's gone mate I can't run so, <laughs> walk to one we could have I, I went to do a two got almost to his end and had to come back again and still made it before the guy had even got to the ball to throw it in and then the next two balls he ran twos off his own shots to win the game which was oh, stat padding from him um, but yeah it was good we were very very happy very very happy with that win and we're now no longer bottom of the league that's great news helped a lot by the fact that nobody else in the county seemed to play um because obviously we're the furthest east of the clubs yeah um so that was good and so the second and th- who were previously second and third bottom were playing each other and that got rained off so they got six points each so we've we've massively closed the gap with our big- <laughs> Last last night you were talking about um, that you had a tea. We provided a tea, mm. um, which like I think it's one of the worst things to happen to cricket post COVID. That I mean, not a lot has changed with cricket, but the fact that uh, teas aren't compulsory now, yeah. big part big part of any game. Um, and when you get a tea at an away game, you're normally like, yes, brilliant, fantastic. Don't have to bring your own tea. Apparently somebody was moaning about a lack of tea. Sorry, moaning about the fact that you had tea. Well, I, I heard this. I heard somebody whinging from the opposition about going for tea. So we provided our sponsors, the the, the, the pub, the local pub, um, just a, a minute's walk from the ground. So we walk over there. We've done it for years. We have our tea over there. The pub put it on and we sort of bring bits. The good bakers will bring... We do great brownies. Um, this guy that does fantastic brownies, he should definitely be on Bake Off just for those. Yeah. Um, so we sort of walk over, have sort of half an hour tea over there. A couple of the more rogue ones will have a pint of cider while they're while they're having having their tea. Um, then Are we home this weekend? Over. No, we're away this oh, weekend. Oh no. Might get a tea though. Not sure. Um, a lot about fifty percent of teams sort of reciprocate and go. You gave us a tea, so we'll give you one, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Um, but yeah, they were sort of like, well, I think I think really they were just grumpy that. They've been bowled out for 135 by and, bottom of the league. By bottom of the league, and yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they batted the best they've done all season. So they're a bit like, should we just get on with it? Just go home. Mm. Um, and but then the bloke that I thought was moaning then proceeded to take six sandwiches, 
two scones, every single slice of cake, like two plates. Um, and then obviously we always let the opposition go in first. So by the time we got there, there was absolutely nothing left. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Cheers. Cheers, cheers mate. Cheers, um, cheers, cheers. So yeah, that was that was interesting. But um, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, we, we'll do a tea special as we've said before. But it's it's definitely my highlight of playing one of one of one of the many highlights of playing for this club that we always do it too. Um, but I heard there's some you've had some issues with your tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we um, are fortunate enough to outsource our tea a bit mm. like you do to the to the pub. We we get a, a chap to come in and like do a spread. Um, but he's been injured in the first <laughs> first like six games of the season, so but he's he's recovered now. Um, he's you know. I really hope there was like a newsletter circulated in the club as well. So it's, sorry, and uh, uh, for the foreseeable future, we've got no teas no, due was, to injury. There was just mysteriously <laughs> no teas at the start of the season, and we were all like, "Oh, hang on, what's like, what's going on here?" It's a bit spoiled, admittedly, but like, what, you know, what's like. What what's happened? Is he is he all right? Like is somebody is somebody coming back? And then I found out that he that he'd uh, yeah got an injury, He's what, the what equivalent injury? of bowling in the nets. Um, something to do with his knee, probably probably like classic fast bowler's injury. Um, so what's he like having trouble bending down to pull the cakes out? He doesn't do a cake actually, which is really disappointing. No he normally does does very good sandwiches, a lot of them. Amazing coronation chicken sandwiches, mm. like elite coronation chicken sandwiches. Uh, normally, some like samosas, pakoras, maybe a bhaji. Oh wow! Uh, like some kind of chocolate log roll or some penguins, bit of fruit. Quite a um, spicy tea. You wouldn't necessarily want to field second after quite a spicy. Yeah, tea. no, maybe not actually. <laughs> yeah, or do too many sliding stops. Mm. Yeah. Skid marks. Also, you wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't want to play a sweep shot really after a couple of barges and a pakora. No, but it's a it's a it's a decent tea. I'm not complaining because, like, let's be honest, who really enjoys making tea? Nobody. No, I never really enjoyed. We've we've done teas a few times, and you, we kind of put in minimal effort. Yeah, we did. I enjoyed. We did. Um, when we play uh, that twos game I played this year, we decided we couldn't be bothered to do teas, so we got pizza. We got takeaway pizza <laughs> delivered to the ground. <laughs> what a Domino's? Uh, Domino's. Well, Domino's is only just open in South Ash, so they've not started yet. Um, so you know, it was too far for them to deliver from the Plymouth one. So we got uh, their little pizza place on Four Street to deliver. Oh, that's so good! It was great. Stuffed crust. The pizza was okay. Um, n- uh, no, no, it wasn't that. Um, mm. We decided to go for an economy option. That's fair enough. Um, it was all right. It was quite. F- it was quite fun though. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> did um, did the uh, home team go in for the pizza as well? No, they'd all brought like their own sandwiches and own tea and stuff. Um, but I think it's apparently it's just because they didn't. We didn't tell them, and so they didn't know they were getting. So it was it was a double header. So we were playing our first were playing their first, and our twos were playing their oh, teams. Oh yeah, yeah. And their one, our skipper, had re- neglected to tell them that they were getting tea at us. So they all turned up with their own stuff. Oh. And we were like, oh, we're going over the pub now. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> We've all brought like a picnic. <laughs> oh. I think there's some similarities between the Aussie women's team and the Aussie blokes team. Like, they're both, they both play quite clinical cricket. Like, they catch pigeons... Yeah. Like they're they're just they do all the basics really well. But like the England men's and women's team, they 
do drop a few catches, relatively easy catches, but they'll take some speckies and do quite a lot of flare things, like Kate Cross scooping a four towards the end. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the Aussies, are, they've got, Aussies have got quite dominating batters as well. So like Meg Lanning is a bit equivalent to Steve Smith type thing. And Elise Perry as well. Mm. Um, Elise Perry's another one that's so good that it's like, oh. I did. Uh, I I was listening to Catherine Siverbrunt. She's great. Uh, her reaction to Nat getting her tap yeah. was great as well. She was so made up for her, um, as you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, but she was talking about Elise Perry, and she was like, "Yeah, I mean, she's. I mean, fair play to her. She's sort of got the runs, but she's not half road of luck. Like, she got dropped four <laughs> times, yeah. didn't she? Was, she's yeah. She was oh, struggling to hide her contempt about Perry getting ninety odd getting dropped so many times. Um, but, but I tell you who I think is a really flair cricketer, Alice Capsey. Yeah, she gives it such a bit. Yeah, Alice Capsey. yeah she's brilliant. She's box office. Yeah. I don't really like the 100. I've never been to a 100 game. I'd quite like to go to one this year. Have you been? No. I guess no. I've not been to one. There's no one, there's none close. It's a shame that so there's nothing in the southwest, really. Yeah. I'd have to go to Cardiff because it's not is there one in Bristol no no Cardiff um, you need the Cornish Krakens or something like that that'd be good wouldn't it yeah what a franchise name that is that is a good it's much better than Northern Superchargers yeah it's a bit boring that isn't yeah. it um, Birmingham Phoenix I'd, I'd be quite up to going to a 100 game this year if you're up and about in London we'll, we can you know I don't want to go to the 100 okay fine. I, just, I, I don't know I, I just find it a bit patronising the 100 I know they're trying to get people involved in the game, but they could have put all that money that they've put into the 100 into the Blast. Yeah, just... it feels... The Blast seems a bit like a forgotten child now. Yeah. They could have just put all that money into the Blast and maybe said something like, oh, you can have an you can have three overseas or four overseas if you want to bring in these international stars into the English game. Fine, and put that money into the Blast, make that available on terrestrial TV. Why not? Oh, it'd be brilliant um, if the blast was on TV because it's it's so good. But the hundred, getting Chris from Love Island to explain what a no ball is, I mean, you don't you you're not a fan, are you? I, I don't get why they. I, I sort of understand why they have people that have a slight interest in cricket and are, and are <coughs> finding more interest in cricket mm. as someone that they use to like you know generate interest and and be sort of like a a lay person's perspective on the game, you know. Um, but, I do, yeah, some of it I just find a bit patronising. Who would you rather be presenting? I don't get why they don't just have the normal... the normal sort of TMS lot. I mean, they do, don't they? They, they, have, they? they just have him as sort of like a joker that goes around in the crowd. But they could do that with... I think Michael McIntyre would be funny. Well, obviously he would be funny because he's a comedian. That's kind of stupid, but... Oh, he'd wind, he'd wind me up even more. I actually quite like Chris from Love Island, but I just don't get why he's why he's sort of bit of the face of the hundred. Why are they getting him to have a? They had him to How have about a Greg sick, James? He loves Greg cricket. James would be brilliant. Yeah. He loves cricket. He's a successful cricket podcaster. Like us. Like us. No, sorry, unlike us. Like us. Yeah. Um, and I think he'd be great. Does he do anything with it already? Surely he does. I think they've done a few they must bits have of promo him on there. I mean, yeah. he must be. On yeah, just, yeah, no time for hundred. And if they, and if they do, yeah, they could 
could put the money into the blast and then do like a Netflix documentary, like Drive to Survive, which made everyone like the F1, even though the F1's really boring. Oh, don't get me started on the F1. And I watched the Tour de France one. That's fantastic. Tour de France Unchained. It's made me love the Tour de France this year. There was a massive, massive crash in the Tour de France because somebody was trying to take a selfie. Mm. Massive pile-up. I saw this. It caused caused 20 people to fall over because they were trying to take a selfie and knocked... One of the riders' handlebars made him skew into the into the peloton. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, it's not great, is it? Absolutely ridiculous. Especially, yeah, because the French are so protective of cycling. They love it, don't they? So I, I really got into road cycling when I was in Corsica. And it's just like the national thing. So the, compared to cycling around here, I mean, the cars give you, if they can, two lanes width. You know, when they're overtaking you. Everyone's really, you know, they, they drive past, give you a bit of encouragement, like, ali, 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 and like in yeah. a good way and stuff. They're really, like, they're, they're awesome with it. Um, what, as opposed to over here where you get splashed from a pothole, we get a bus driver swearing at you. Everyone's swearing at you. Yeah. Throwing things at you, giving you six inches yeah. as they overtake you. Yeah, that's great. What were they doing to you? Um... <laughs> Yeah, well, they're stopping a the lay-by, you know. <laughs> Need a break every now and again. Um, yeah, I th- so I think if they did that for cricket, I think that'd be great. That That's the way to generate interest, not... Uh, Maybe we need to make a cricket documentary. Well, there's enough. How to Win the Ashes is good. Yeah, How to Win the Ashes is great. Not, what as, I enjoyed, not as good as the test. The test is really, really good. What I enjoyed about How to Win the Ashes is that they... Well, obviously, it's about how to win the Ashes... They didn't feature any of the series that Australia won. Yeah. <laughs> and they like happen to admit all of the series that England have lost since 05. It's basically just a throwback to mm, 2005. They've got quite a bit of Mitch Johnson in there. Yeah. When he I like Mitch. single-handedly won it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the bit with Carberry talking about what it's like to face Mitch Johnson. Yeah. It's like, this was just terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah it's, he said, what did he say? He said, like, the first... So the first ball he faced was a bumper, and he went, you know, past the nose, and then he looked over at the scoreboard. It was flashing red, and it was like one hundred and fifty-five k's. And he went, just trying to work it out in his head. Was it MPH? Just went, oh no, <laughs> oh, oh dear, Where, where's this guy come from? <laughs> oh, well, I wish he was bowling wide still. Yeah, um, yeah. He just said, yeah, that was great. Really worth a watch. Really worth. A so, I've I've yeah. had um I've had an idea about a shop on Absolute Road. No, oh, yeah, tell me about it. Um, so it's a betting shop, right? <laughs> um, so I've had a couple of ideas for the name. It could be a uh, bet thirty six for five. Yeah, like that. Or it could be called um, Thigh Paddy Power. I prefer bet thirty six for five. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't the I like the bet thirty six for five. But the people who work in it. Well, I've got in my we've not discussed it. In my head, there's two people who are who are working in there. We've got Salman Butt, <laughs> he Mohammed was, he, Amir, and Mohammed Asif. Right. Well, I had Lou Vincent and Mark Vermeulen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that maybe Chris Cairns could be the manager. Of Lou Vincent and Mark Vermeulen. Almost a respectable, semi respectable appearing frontage for the shop. 
Yeah, I think, man, you know what? Maybe they could both have their own shop. So your lads could be on one side of the high street, right down the grubby end. And <laughs> and then Cairns, Vermeulen and Vincent are in the, other, in the shop directly opposite. So the reason I say that Cairns is like the respectable front, because he was on the diddle for quite a long time before he got found out, wasn't he? He was kind of like the Lance Armstrong of match fixing, wasn't he? Yeah. Whereas the uh, the Pakistani boys got found out pretty it, quickly, immediately. Well, yeah, yeah. They 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 need to sort of perfect the game a bit. I think maybe they take a few tips off Candy. <laughs> Apparently, um, as a bit of a sidecar, Crested Dick was involved in the operation to search the changing rooms. Um, because they apparently quite immediately figured out that something strange is going on. Cresta Dick being the former head of the Met Police, of course. Mm. And um, she's a massive cricket fan, so felt quite, uh, I suppose, conflicted in a sense. Uh, well, I don't want to put words in my mouth, but I imagine it would be quite conflicting to be investigating a sport that you really, really love for something really, really sad. Although you might just want to root it out, I don't know. But it's quite a sad set of circumstances to be investigating that isn't it sorry quite a heavy tone to strike for absolutely quite quite funny though someone coming in and bowling no balls by like two yards (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's quite funny yeah yeah um yeah but um, mohammed amir was playing club cricket somewhere near me he's in essex that's it playing in essex isn't he I would love to umpire a game with Mohammed Amir playing. <laughs> no ball. I would unashamedly <laughs> no ball him everything. Sorry, sorry, Mohammed. It's just you're going to need to take your run up another. He would end up bowling off 25 yards. <laughs> that would be, yeah. It'd be too, his first game back, the, when he got no balled, it must have been hilarious. <laughs> there must be so much chat. Um, I, I see. I see the no balling of Mohammed Amir along the same t- the same line as uh, waving sandpaper at Smithy. Yeah, definitely. Old joke, but is it? Is it? In, some people might question it's in poor taste, but it still makes me laugh. Nah, very funny. I think it's it's all fair game. That absolutely. Um, so, what? Where do you reckon they go? So, I don't. I don't think. I think they. I think. Salmon. It's okay to have multiple betting outlets on. Our yeah, definitely. Because if you go to any any high street in the UK, there are at least five betting outlets. Yeah, I reckon. So I reckon Salman is trying to like learn. I think he's sort of the boss, and I think he's trying to learn a bit off Chris Cairns because obviously you know he's not been as successful keeping under the radar. And so I think, but I think Salman Buck goes to the horses, and I think. The, like, what about the dags? Uh, I could, yeah, I could definitely see him going down the dogs. I just, I just don't know anything about the dogs. It just seems, it looks like speedway with animals to me. It just looks, <laughs> it just looks like I don't think I'd be very successful betting on the dogs. I think maybe that's what they do. If the profits are a bit low, pop down the dogs, you'd be all right. <laughs> uh, I'd imagine. The dogs could be rife with corruption. We're probably going to get, well, I say we're probably going to get loads of people writing in, objecting to that, but we won't because, first of all, not many people listen to this and we don't have a medium of contact. So we can say what we want pretty much. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I'd quite I like to. I think it'd be quite funny to do a village cricketers outing to the Degs. Just as a bit of market research. Yeah, all right. We'll go to the. We could go to the Dogs. I was thought you were going to say on the podcast, like you could get Blackwell to go down the Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> if we recorded a podcast live at the Dogs, I think the the sound issues might rear their head. Mm. Just lots of be, barking in the background. It would be very funny. I've had yeah. an idea. Um, obviously, within the within a lot of high street. Uh, betting shops mm. they of course have slot machines don't they yeah and like you know the think... slot being where you don't want to bowl to somebody Ooh. that's smashing it yeah so, I don't know if it's like in the slot machine maybe uh, that's... in the slot machine I think I think Mohammed Amir's job is to empty the slot machines I don't I don't think they let him do the um don't let him behind the counter. He sort of does the stuff in the back. You know, uh, slot machines that uh, they once they fill up, they that's when they pay out, isn't it? Yeah, so they'll just close it just before. <laughs> well, <laughs> go, I've, heard that, win. I've heard that if you go to um, like a less reputable uh, outlet, that they'll just cut a hole in the pipe at the back and siphon off all the coins. No. Yeah, then they never have to pay out, do they? That's true. I could, I could imagine, um, I could imagine that happening in one of these shops. I reckon Chris Cairns has probably done that. <laughs> Apparently, they also do a combination of lights when they're going to pay out as well. But I don't think I reckon Chris Cairns has probably done something like that, rigged the machine, but he's not told Lou Vincent about it. <laughs> So, so they're so even on the tape on his, on his break, just just sticking <laughs> sticking quids into the fruity, and just never getting paid out. <laughs> I think that's probably happened in there, but he's not found out yet. When it does, he might defect over to the other shop. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon he occasionally goes and does a that does a shift at the other shop as well. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of animosity between the two. I no, think they get on quite well. Yeah. They don't sort of step on each other's toes. Like I reckon, I reckon Salman Butt is, you know, he's he's very sort of before his um, match fixing issues, he's a very sort of reputable looking guy, very clean cut. I think he'd go to like the big horse meets, um, goes to the trade shows. Yeah, I think so. I think I think he's he's sort of the the face of that shop. And I think I mean Vermeulen looks quite respectable, doesn't he? I think he probably does the same. He probably know he he, he those two definitely know Tic Tac, the um sort of bookies sign language. They definitely know that, and they're 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 pretty on the ball at, at the live events, and then leave the others to sort of run the tote in the in the shop. It's got a bit of Peaky Blinders to it, isn't it? But maybe not quite so violent. Peaky, Peaky Blinders. You know they. Like, yeah, no, I know. I'm just thinking if there could be a, a cricket pun on Peaky Blinders, but I don't think there is. No. All right, so we're locking in. We're locking on bet thirty six for five onto and, the high street, and then yeah, and then what? The other one. Yeah, um, I don't know. Thigh, thigh, thigh paddy power. I don't know. Okay. If there's a bit or it could just be called, you know, like William Hill or. 
Victor Chandler. It could just be Chris Cairns. <laughs> 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 I think yeah. that could be on there. Um, yeah, but ah, while we're talking about Absolute Road, when I was listening to Finals Day TMS, um, it became really apparent to me that Henry Henry Moran has obviously been listening to us. Oh yes, hello Henry, hello Henry. If you're listening, we, we've rumbled you because you said in the Somerset Essex semi, you're saying that Shane Snater looks like. Um, he works as an estate agent on Clapham Road. Um, sorry, in no, the, not it wasn't. Road. It wasn't. A, sorry, it was in the in the first semi in the Hampshire Essex one. You said that Shane Snater looks like a estate agent works on Clapham Road. And I'm sorry if you're going to copy our ideas. That that's just not, and that's not a very good one, is it? Um, because clearly, an estate agency on in Clapham would be run by Sam and Tom Curran. A hundred percent. And it would be called Currents because they only do rentals. Um, yeah, Sam, Sam doesn't do that much work, but I imagine Tom is the, with his blue suit, brown shoes, pink tie, hair slicked back. He knows the rental market. Yeah. Do you reckon he wears a waistcoat? He's every single day wears a waistcoat. Pin, yeah. Pinstripe blue suit with a waistcoat. Yeah. And um and he sort of specialises. Yeah, they're both rentals. Tom's sort of the the senior partner. Sam's the junior. Sam does like the student market, and a lot of um uh photocopying. Yeah, <laughs> spends a lot of time in the shop. Doesn't go out on a lot of viewings. Sam, he's in there probably having like a bit of banter with with a receptionist or something in there, you know one of the other agents he's, yeah, Tom takes it a bit more seriously Sam's Sam's a bit more of a, of a joker with it. Um, I reckon once they've got all of their once they've got all of their rentals done the student rentals once they're in and they've got like the quiet period um, they're probably playing cricket in the in their shop uh, yeah like with softball, Sam, Sam does softball quite a bit of, Sam's got a bit of shadow batting when he's on the phone he's got like Bluetooth headset and does a bit of shadow batting while he's in there. <laughs> I like that idea. Looking at himself in the window. Yeah, uh, I reckon Tom's got Tom's got his full height mirror next to a desk where he kind of practices his load up as well. Yeah, Tom. I think Tom sort of has the more lean back in the chair while on the headset, and sort of slicks his hair back a bit while he's on the phone. While he's shoes playing. on the desk. Yeah, shoes on the desk, definitely. Slicks his hair back. He's probably got an office. Sam's probably in the bullpen. So, so we're agreed that they, Carence is also on the high street. Yeah, definitely. So, yes. Yeah, so, so, Henry Moran. Uh, next time you want to mention our ideas on um, TMS, give us a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next episode will be our our first ever special. Um, so make sure you listen to that. Possibly um, first and last, depending on how well it goes down. We've probably, got the tea probably. special lined up as well, but yeah, probably a last. Um, so give that one a go. Why not? We've had a few few listener requests asking for um, some extra content this week because a, a few of them have got asking about listening to us for long drives, and they they want to listen to more of us, which is always nice. Um, so wasn't uh, you? You received some other listener feedback about the content as well, didn't you? Yeah. Um, about how it just seems to be um, 
a, a an audio autobiography of where you scored tons and your cricketing career. Um, well, we're I talking mean, a lot about your game. That's, that's yeah. Well, that's the that's that. the benefit of me doing the editing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, I'll, I'll see you at Nets on Wednesday. Yeah, look forward to it, mate. Oh, see tomorrow. You see yes. You tomorrow. Great. Okay, chill. Bye. Bye, mate. Bye.